Hello and welcome to a new lease on life. My name is Lise and I'm an artist and entrepreneur on a constant mission to connect people, words, sounds, and ideas. And together through this podcast, we're going to make some serious discoveries. I'm here to connect you with creative game changers from all spaces, merging inspiration, life learnings, and actionable advice that you can use to take the first step towards achieving your own goals. So, are you ready to upgrade your lease on life? Let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to a new Lease on Life. It's me, Lise, and I am recording this from sunny Bermuda, where I have recently moved. I'm actually thinking of doing an episode talking about the move and why I did it and just giving everybody an update on my life. Uh, I know I do that kind of stuff on social media sometimes, but this to me feels more personal, more intimate, because you're literally hearing all of my inside thoughts. So I think if you guys would be excited to hear that, I will probably record it or I might record it anyway and just see what you guys are thinking because I've been reflecting a lot these past couple of weeks and it's very familiar to me to move to new places and have new experiences. And so I think it could be actually quite a cool episode to chat you guys through what I'm going through at the moment. Um, But for today, we're actually going to do a tiny takeaway episode because January had some really, really amazing guests. We had my partners and uh, the founder of Influence Hunter, Aaron Kosnitz and Fabio on the podcast. And that episode did really well. Thank you guys so much for sharing it and was really, really cool to have you reach out to me and just say that it was helpful for your journey and wherever you are in that journey. It was just very fun to sit down with my partners and chat through what it's like to grow something at such an early stage and I'm excited because in you know six months from now I think it would be really fun to do a follow-up episode and and see where we've come so far and then the second wonderful guest that I had this month was my friend and just guru for everything media related Becca Webster and she has her own agency Social Motel and is quite a cool influencer in the digital space herself. So I think the three of those guests really brought a lot to the table this month and I just wanted to make a recap episode of a couple of takeaways that I thought were really really valuable that I wanted to highlight for you guys and if you didn't get a chance to listen to the episodes in full this is the space where I try to do it about month once a month uh to allow you guys the opportunity to not miss out on that valuable information. So the episode that kicked off the new year was the episode with myself, Aaron Kosnitz, and Fabio Galante talking about how we grow and scale Influence Hunter, which is our digital influencer marketing agency. And I think the guys had a lot of nuggets in that episode, just being entrepreneurs themselves and been at it for a few years, and they both had really different experiences. Fabio, for example, was more product focused in his earlier endeavors, whereas Aaron always kind of maintained a bit of a service lens to both of their respective projects. But I think a couple tiny takeaways that were very big to me 
was just the overarching theme of just start something. And I know that we talk about that a lot here. I know the whole premise of the show, A New Lease on Life, is giving that to yourself, giving yourself a new lease on life. But uh, Aaron and Fabio were both super, super adamant on whatever you're thinking of, just start it. And at the end of the day, most people don't know what they're doing. We're We're all growing along the way, whether that is personally with people with relationships or with business it's so difficult to forecast anything that you are creating from scratch and the only way that you can really see if something is working or not is to just do it there are two particular tiny takeaways that both Aaron and Fabio spoke about for Aaron it was actually along with the notion of just starting, make sure that you're starting something that's sustainable. So for him, he really thought about how he could make money quickly in the business that he was starting at the time. That can look differently for everybody. So, you know, you don't have to, it doesn't necessarily have to be related. If you're wanting to start something, whatever it may be, you can still have a side hustle to your side hustle if needed. You know, you can freelance or work in a cafe or just continue in whatever job that you're doing now until you feel like you have the means to fully flex into your new endeavor. And I thought that was really valuable advice because a lot of people glamorize this idea that you shouldn't be making money in your first year, that, you know, it's okay for you to be a broke artist or it's okay for you to be a broke entrepreneur because those are the paths that you have to take in order for your work to be meaningful and they just glamorize this struggle and yes a lot of people struggle and yes that is a lot of people's career paths to success whatever that may look like for them but it also doesn't have to be and if you have the means to potentially start a business and start it with a smaller product offering or a smaller service offering that you know has a higher potential to sell before you introduce the next level up into the market, that's a great way to start too. He spoke a lot about wanting to make sure that he was able to keep himself afloat so that he could keep growing his business. And I thought that was a really poignant thing to say because not a lot of entrepreneurs, creatives, artists, whatever it may be, we don't talk about that. And I think like we are really guilty of glamorizing the fact that we struggled and we fought tooth and nail to get to where we need to do and in order for anybody else to do that they have to do the same and I kind of just don't really drive with that because everybody's stories are so different everybody's support and opportunity and privilege is so different and there are a lot of ways that you can come to what you're trying to get to And so I don't think, if you can help it, I don't think that you need to particularly live in a way that's making you extremely uncomfortable, extremely stressed, and extremely anxious just for the sake of what you are making. And that can like lend into a much larger conversation about adequately paying people and how certain creations and certain industries are much better funded for those who are in it than others so for example songwriting and releasing music like Spotify pays you I think like 0.0075 per stream and so when you take that for an independent artist and you factor in the cost of studio time and production equipment and any anything it's just 
the bare minimum an industry can do to support creatives. But then there are other industries like, and I'm, I'm speaking a little bit out of terms here because I don't know it that well, but I do know there are certain industries where jobs are ever in demand. Um, if you have any particular skills with graphics or video editing or computer science, it seems like those people make bank because they are very specialized. And even though they're not any more specialized than other people who have other specialized skills, just seems like that's an industry that's more willing to pay for it. So it's really industry specific. It's really project specific. It's it's really person specific. But I just thought his advice was really valuable because you know, you don't have to glamorize the struggle. You don't have to be broke in order to get somewhere. You can try to make these little small moves in your life. Maybe start freelancing on ideas that you think could eventually become a company for you or a side hustle for you. Maybe just start with a few freelancing projects and get your feet wet and get a little bit of a nest egg going. It doesn't have to be an all or nothing thing at once. The second tiny takeaway from that episode was something that Fabio had brought up and he has an interesting background because he was an on and off entrepreneur throughout his life and has a lot of experience starting his own business and marching to the beat of his own drum. But he also had a couple years of corporate experience where he worked with some really incredible people and worked with some not so incredible people. And I have the exact same experience. And a piece of advice that I thought was valuable that he mentioned was that he was actually keeping track of everything that he thought could have been improved at the time. So I know in previous episodes, and I'm sure anyone who does any work in a personal development manner knows the importance of journaling and writing and taking stock of yourself, your life, your behaviors, your reactions to situations, and assessing from there, kind of creating that as a small data pool for yourself in your own life. And so what I think was really interesting was he wasn't just journaling his days. He wasn't just journaling, you know, three things I'm grateful for today, which is awesome. And I think you should do that. But I thought it was really clever of him to keep track of the way that his management was handling situations or the way that maybe people weren't responsive to new ideas and communication standards and how they could have been improved because everybody has an experience where they have a bad boss but it's also very notorious and cliche and accurate to say that you learn just as much if not more from the bad bosses than you do the good ones. It's important obviously to emulate the behavior of the people that you admire and look up to but I just thought it was a really clever tactic that he was actually marking down early in his career areas where he thought could have been better managed or ways that the company could have been a little bit more agile. And then he was able to later apply that to his own businesses and subsequently to our company with Influence Hunter. So I think it also is a really good tactic if you're discouraged by something or someone because it kind of flips the switch for you to use the situation as a learning opportunity instead of it just being a situation that bums you out. And I know that we're all guilty of that. I'm super, super guilty of it, but I'm trying to be better and that's what this is all about. So I hope that that tip helps you with whatever you're going through because I think it can be applied in a lot of different respects. 
The second guest that we had in January was Becca Webster. She is, like I said, a friend, a media mogul in my eyes, <laughs> and I just think she's awesome, and she had so much to say. It was really, really fun talking to her. Again, I think she kind of kicked it off running by saying to anybody who's interested in kind of getting into the digital space, particularly because that was her expertise, but whatever that may be, she always is a proponent of saying just start from a year from now it'll be worth it and I absolutely agree with that. It's really hard to continue the motivation for yourself. I know I feel all the time. Sometimes I think like oh this podcast could be reaching more people or or my music could be reaching more people or we could have more clients with our company but everything doesn't happen at once and things don't happen overnight and if you can reach five people then in the future, you can reach 10. And if you can sign one client, then in the future, you can sign two or three. And so I love the idea of trying our best not to give up on ourselves too quickly and looking at things with a little bit of a wider lens opposed to maybe in the short term where it's a much more easier and vulnerable space to be discouraged. I also thought Becca did a really great job of bringing up important questions to ask ourselves and other people. So I thought her story about what when she would explain to people that she was working in social media and working as a content creator, people would say to her, like, don't you want a more secure job? And her response was, sure, but what does that really mean? And I think it was so clever because not only was she kind of stopping the people who were just doubting her for no reason in their tracks but she's also asking herself and challenging the stereotypes that other people have too and I think whatever you're doing in life it's really important to identify what security means to you because we all baseline have a need for security and of course Maslow's hierarchy of needs there's certain things that are non-negotiable like food and water and shelter and then as you go up with your level of security, there are ways where you can flex and adapt to what that looks like for you. So I just thought that that was a really great question and a really great rebuttal. And it, it seems really simple when I say it right now, but I actually don't think it's something that we ask ourselves enough. And the reason why I say that is because I, I have been in jobs that I really didn't like because I felt like I had to because it was on some sort of path or journey to get me to whatever else thing that I was supposed to do that I also was a little bit unsure about and I know so many of my friends I know so many of my peers so many of my mentors have also felt that at some point in their lives so I think it was just really good advice to identify what does job security mean to you and it's okay if that looks different for you than it does for somebody else because that's the whole point of these conversations. That's the whole point of a new lease on life is that whatever you have been doing up until this point doesn't mean that you have to continue it if it's not going well or if you don't like it, if you don't find the fulfillment in it and if you don't find the security in it or that it ticks your internal boxes for what is working for you. And I think that kind of like lended itself well into the next part of our conversation because she was saying you know in social situations when I'm explaining my job I feel like I'm making an argument for myself instead of just telling you what I do and I totally get that I think people are very very quick to judge 
people are very quick to respond with fear when it's something that they don't really understand themselves. So it's one thing to not know, of course, what somebody else is doing. It's one thing to not necessarily be educated in that particular field, but it's another thing to like impose your own fears on someone else. So it's actually a really good takeaway for when other people are doing that to you. But I think what actually is an even more interesting takeaway is thinking, how often do I do that to other people? You know, when people tell me their choices or their decisions and I don't necessarily agree with them, how often am I imposing my own judgment and my own fear onto that conversation and now putting them in a position where they feel like they need to make an argument for themselves because of something I've brought into the conversation? So I thought that that was a very eye-opening moment of self-awareness because as I was sitting there listening to Becca's story I thought oh for sure this doesn't make any sense like she's killing it she's absolutely crushing it in her field she's making all these moves for herself it's so dumb that people are questioning that and they're not seeing that and then I just realized like well maybe that's just because I identify personally a little bit more with what she's doing and maybe there's somebody who could look at the both of us as the types of people we are and think that our free spirit energy is too chaotic and they might be like no no let's pump the brakes I think that's actually a bad idea so it's all very subjective but what I learned from that conversation was how to be really secure in your own choices and defend yourself for lack of a better word from people who impose their doubts and fears on you But at the same time, making sure that you in other situations are not imposing your doubts and fears on other people. That was quite a personal tiny takeaway, but I thought it would be valuable to bring up nonetheless. So thank you guys so much for listening to the episode thus far and supporting the podcast so far. I know I always keep the tiny takeaway series short and sweet because I want it to be really easy for you guys to listen and learn on the go and I don't want to make every single episode an episode that you need to like dive into with like a robe and a face mask uh so I think I'll cut it there but as always thank you guys so much for your support it really really means the world to me I love hearing your feedback I love when you guys share the episodes whether you do it privately or on social media it's really really special and I really appreciate it so thank you so much As always, please don't hesitate to reach out. You can connect with me on Instagram at a new lease on life or on my other personal account at lease music. I've got a lot of really exciting guests coming up and I'm just so excited to continue to grow this community and grow this podcast. And I really, the main thing that I want to say at the end of every episode is just how grateful I am for those of you who are listening. So I hope everybody has a fabulous day or night and you have an amazing start of the week, rest of the week, whenever you're listening to this episode. I'm sending you all so much love and I will catch you next week.